Welcome to Agam the Climate Podcast, a literary podcast about climate, consciousness, and crisis, but without jargon. We live in a time of uncertainty. Our future is still being written, which means there's still hope. Here we host conversations with writers and artists whose stories we need to guide the way. I'm Padma Perez. Thank you for joining me. For the book Agam, Filipino Narratives on Uncertainty and Climate Change, contributors were sent a photograph to use as a writing prompt. They were asked to consider the words uncertainty and ambiguity, while avoiding words and phrases such as climate change, global warming, adaptation, and mitigation. This process produced 24 poems and narratives in eight Philippine languages paired with 26 images. In Season 1, we bring you the voices behind the stories and poetry in the book. Here is Joel Saracho singing and reading an excerpt from Dalawang Awit, or Two Songs. Sit-sit-sit, alibang-bang. Nagstorm surge sa takloban, nawawalan ng tahanan, tumira sa lansangan. Mama, mama, walang bangka, di makarating sa Maynila. Ang pamilya nawawala, itong mama natulala. Ali-aling namamayong, nasa arang iyong sanggol. Pagdating ng parahon, kasama ba sa nabaon? Sitsiritsit alibangbang, a storm surge hit the kloban. Families lost their homes, now in shacks along the road. That kind sir, he lost his boat. He can neither sail nor float. His family... They're now all dead. This kind sir, his heart now breaks. Hey lady with parasol, where'd you leave your little one? Time will come and you will find he's among those buried in the ground. In this episode, we are joined by Joel Saracho. Many of us know him as an actor. He's also an activist, a writer, a director, and a dramaturg. Hi, Joel. Kumusta? Hello, Padma. I'm good. I'm good. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It's our honor to have you. So you wrote two poems, mm-hmm. or three even, for Agam. Could you describe for us first the image that you received? I, I, I got this picture of an elderly woman holding a, that, that colorful uh, sack. Like the a tarpaulin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The, the one they use for making sugar, sack for sugar and rice. So he, he was he was holding it close to her chest and she was smiling. That, that, that's what I got. And I was, I was looking at it and where is climate change in this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the challenge of the photos because we knew those of us who were asked to contribute that we were writing for a book on climate that's change. Right. But we had to start with these images we received without knowing anything. And then um, we were told, you can't use the word climate change. Yes. So how did you find climate change in your image? Yeah, I, 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 I stared at the photographs for a long time. And, and the first uh, phrase that came to my mind was Aling Masaya. She was, she was happy. She was holding that sack. 
So I I, I thought, oh, okay. So what are you going to do with that? And then the the title came first. Uh, what was the title again? The funny thing is, I don't even remember what I wrote. <laughs> that was well, it was, <laughs> it was five, five years, years ago. ago. Bahagharing sayan yes. ng aling masaya, Sorry, or I guess we could translate it as the rainbow colored skirt color. of yes. the happy woman. That's right. So uh, don't and and I started reflecting on that. But when when I started writing, the first words that came out were in English. So. Tinuloy ko na lang in English without English. changing the title. So you started with a Tagalog title. <laughs> yes. And then wrote the in poem English. in English. But you also wrote Dalawang Awit or two songs. Yes. That's uh, basically an, a, a, a rip-off of two folk songs. Paru-parung buki, then chichirichi, talibang-bang. It's, it's some wicked sense of humor at work. <laughs> Could you tell us why it's a wicked sense of humor? Yeah, because it's these are very, very happy-sounding songs. Parang booklet about a woman walking and you know, nagpaparada siya. Yes. And then si Chirichit Alibangbang. Well, I I I don't really know. So it's also like strutting around, yes. right? Showing your stuff. I, yes. <laughs> and then, uh, I, I, because, because, you know, because the woman was really happy holding holding that thing and she was, she was like parading it. So the, the image that came to my mind was that she's going to make it into a dress. She's, she's, she's happy having, having colors. And then I, I reflected on what Yolanda was and... The, the stories that, that I heard and that I read and came out with with this. So, especially with the yung dalawang awit, uh, while the the folk song sound, sounded happy, the images are, are really stark. You know, um, yung aling naghahanap ng anak. They are, yeah. Um, yeah. So you have a happy song which children sing a children lot. Sing, yeah. all, I think all Filipino kids <laughs> no, the learn song, yes. these two songs. And it's really a... Sometimes it's even just like a nonsense rhyme that you just sing happily. But you're... But you rework the songs so that they're about loss. The songs are now about loss. So you have the same tune and the same happy rhythm. But you're singing about death. Which I think is... Which I think is very Filipino, you know, our sense of humor, uh, even in times of death, even in times of catastrophe and disasters, we manage to sing, we manage to to laugh, we manage to make joke of everything. It's everything. It's both strength and weakness for us. <laughs> That's true, because some things we shouldn't be laughing about, and yes. we're still laughing. <laughs> and we're still laughing. At <laughs> and climate change is one of those things. We're laughing now. <laughs> so, I want to ask you now about yourself and, and the climate crisis. And and we know that you also have a background in news mm-hmm. and, and journalism. So, I'm sure you'll have some thoughts on this. We Part of the reason Agam came about is because of the... The observation that the campaigns around climate change get stuck in scientific and political jargon, and that tends to make it hard for ordinary people to relate. So, mm. how what what's the importance of language 
and the way we use it in communicating climate change. Yeah. You know, funny, uh, I had this talk with Red, I, I think about the time uh, the book is being done, to translate uh, certain phrases, certain uh, words in relation to climate change. Yes. We, we never got to sit down really and, and plan it. But my first reaction was, meron ba tayong language for that? I mean, direct translation. Is do it, we have that? Oh, do, yes. do we have that? Parang, nag-iisip ako parang wala. So sabi ko, perhaps we can look at the other Philippine languages, Bisaya or or Ilocano or what. Baka, baka meron, baka, baka they've experienced it in the ground, tapos hindi lang natin nagagamit. But it's important to, kasi when you say climate change or what do you call it now? Cli- climate climate crisis, crisis. Parang ang remote. It's it's so remote. It, it doesn't hit anywhere, the heart or the mind of the yeah. ordinary person. And unless we come up with something, parang it will, it, the, the campaigns will never, will not be as effective as we want it to be. It, yeah, it remains in the level of academic science. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it does not hit. Even, even, even among students, it's hard to discuss climate change. It becomes, parang ano yan eh, parang you're discussing GMO or genetically, <laughs> genetically modified, modified organisms. organisms. Yeah. And, and, so it's big words. They, they sound like big words. Hindi hindi nang filter. Yes, and and um, I what I noticed because we worked with students at Far Eastern University mm-hmm. on climate change and on developing this podcast, and because of that tendency to use big words, the students felt that they didn't know anything about climate change if they didn't know the big words. So it kind of compounds itself. The, yes. mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think that's basically a problem, not only with climate change, but with other uh, campaigns for, for, for reforms and, and social development. You know, even human rights is big words. Even uh, We have a tendency, the the academic uh, activists, no? the middle class activists, we we get all these big words and fail to translate it to the gut level. I don't know if it, we fail or we, there's not much effort. So we, we kind of, parang yung mga activists ng araw, di ba? You mm-hmm. say imperialismo, pasismo, <laughs> big things and that. Nobody knows what, what that these is. words. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. If you're, if you have other struggles, yeah, that's why uh, I think the efforts uh, like poetry and other creative forms may, uh, may might help. Except that again, as we were talking earlier, um, poetry in the Philippines has become parang our relationship has become incestuous. We read each other's poems. We discuss each other's works, and but, we're not <laughs> reaching. But we're not reaching people we want to reach. <clears throat> How can we surpass that? How can we get over that big <clears throat> hump? Uh, I think uh, the only way is still work in the ground. Organize discussion, discussion groups. Involve the barangay, involve schools, involve families. It may be hard, but if you organize Ten people, and you get one who understands and talk to other people. Perhaps it may it may grow from there. But we cannot rely on social media, especially not Facebook. No. 
Uh, we cannot rely on each other's works. We, we really have to bring it to to certain levels. I was talking to some theater friends a few weeks back <clears throat> and we were thinking of organizing community-based workshops for yes. for the young people uh, as an entry level in in discussing social issues. Drugs, EJK, and climate change. And so your, your activism... Is more on the ground and yes. discussing and forming forming the minds and, and, and focus on the young. Yeah. Because it helps develop critical thinking. Especially now that even UP has reduced its, its humanities subject. Yeah, that's a great loss yeah, for, for the was, university. That's really bad. To cut down on humanities. And um, <coughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great loss for everyone. And so, which is why there's also this imperative this feeling that we have to push the humanities even more now in other venues if we can't do it in the university yes, anymore that's right so even, there, even filipino as a subject is being reduced yeah to, i mean that's whoa <laughs> it's going to change the way people approach that's right or encounter or engage with the world and with each other yeah, because language is your infrastructure for thinking right? so if you reduce discussion in language or education in, in language, it also reduces your capacity to, yeah. to look at the world and express it. Exactly. So you mentioned theater already and you <coughs> you also work on stage, in film, right. on TV, and in many capacities as a writer, an actor, a dramaturg. You've directed also. Yes, I did. So what's the place of performance or theater in this world drama of climate change? Yung performance art is among the arts, I think, has the uh, biggest reach. I mean, you organize a theater performance, immediately you get, what, 100 people, 50 people, 2,000 people to watch. If you do it in television, all the more, or films, all the more. Uh, unlike literature and like poetry you get or even this or even this oh well well podcast if if you go radio probably baka it might it might reach a broader audience so uh yeah uh right now maraming maraming avenues no maraming platforms available not only in theater but also digitally in youtube and and uh, the streaming uh, platforms for digital media. I think we can, these can be used only if we have good stories to tell, you know, and we know yes. how to tell these stories. So, I know you've <clears throat> also been very involved in different efforts that bring artists together um, to, <coughs> to face social issues head on. And one of the more recent ones was Art Forces of the yes, Philippines. Um, which came together before the elections to encourage people to vote and to use that right wisely. Now, if we were to take Art Forces of the Philippines and make it work in a climate context, what would such a gathering or movement do? Um, okay, first, even before we think of involving the artists in climate change, I think we should start educa educating the artists ah. on the issue. Not not all of us are, are 
I mean, I mean, I'm even ako myself. I'm not very uh, adept in discussing the climate crisis. No, I, I don't know this. I don't understand the science of it. And uh, what I know is that it is dangerous. It is threatening. Yeah. But if we get people, the artists, to, to sit down and discuss it and how it affects them individually, then there will be, they will, they, they themselves will find the expression on how to do this and, and reach to their followers. So, I don't know, there, there are, there are, there may be a lot of other platforms that can be used, especially if you get the big, the bigger names to be involved and start right. talking about Uh, mitigation and, and uh, conservation and all these beyond beyond tree planting and pag, yes. pagpulot ng basura I and mean, beyond the big words again <laughs> <laughs> and kasi diba pag, when, when you talk of ecological preservation and, and all this stuff it all boils down to pick up the plastic and plant trees plant trees but there are other there are other forms and there are bigger things Definitely, yeah, yeah. which can get overwhelming. <laughs> which can get overwhelming. But um, that that's that's that would be an interesting thing to explore to get artists more attuned to mm-hmm. climate change yeah. and see what comes out of that. Because, kunyari, ang art forces was developed uh, again. No, it was election related and come out, go out and vote and vote wisely, vote intelligently, but. Uh, I don't know kung kung ma-sustain siya with other campaigns. There's also concerned artists of the Philippines. There's Lodi. The, oh, yeah. Uh, these are groups na we, we just need to to talk to perhaps and and uh, sit down with them and how they can help. Yeah. I I'm thinking of um, desaparecidos mm-hmm. right now and how that brings to the stage or that brought to the stage I should say a very real and painful part of our of our history and now that we're talking about climate crisis I realize if I look at desaparecidos and look at what's happening now that it's really difficult to dramatize what climate change is doing <laughs> yeah. to us how how do you put that on the stage where do you even start right It's not. It's not something very visual. We we just have to identify which stories to, to tell. To tell. Earlier, you mentioned the middle classes, and and so I want to go in that direction mm-hmm. now, and talk about how the class divide in the Philippines is very stark. Um, And some people say that climate change and its impacts like rising sea levels, the bleaching of coral reefs and more frequent stronger storms and so on, that these are all going to function in society like some great equalizer. What do you think? Uh, no. In fact, uh, I think my, my biggest fear in climate change is that it will widen, widen the gap. Why didn't the poverty gap? Yeah. Uh, no, because the um, the middle class will always have the option. The 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 rich, the I mean, the more economically stable you ha- you are, the more options you have. But uh, what options you have if you're a poor fisherman living by the coast, living in the sea? 
Uh, no, it's not going to be a, an equalizer. Or even before it becomes an equalizer, it will worsen the situation. It will it will uh, intensify the the divide yes. among classes. Thank you. In, in fact, even even if you look at uh, the the films that the po- po- uh, apocalyptic films being produced now, they they will always show the divide that the 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 limiserab yes. of society will be, will be living outside bubble cities yes. that are populated by by the rich and the and the middle class. One of my favorite post-apocalyptic films is Children of Men. Yeah. And that's also very starkly shown there. People who live in high-rise luxury buildings and then the rest of the world that's yeah, kind of... They'll create bubble cities where everything is good and then the majority will be outside. Or perhaps uh, some people will be moving to Mars, probably, to Mars probably because... There's talk of that happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then us poor plebs will be left here. And with what? Yes, growing webs and uh, to survive. <laughs> Evolving. <laughs> what scares you personally about the current climate crisis? The widening poverty. I think it will. The poverty will worsen. Food security. I I did uh, I did a documentary. I, I wrote an article for Oxfam a few years back. Uh, I t- inter- the impact of uh, climate change in agriculture. Yes. And the biggest worry was that the farmers can no longer predict when to plant and when to harvest because the rains will come and, and take away, the, destroy the rice fields. And we already live in a system in which food production is very um, precarious for the right. producers themselves. In They provide food security for the majority, but they themselves they, yes. don't have that. And even if even if they produce, you you there, there there is no assurance that it'll be available for everybody. Anyway, it'll be costly. It'll be there will be scarcity, and the the people with money, the capitalists, can can always hoard the produce and and price it higher. That's true. In many instances in history, for example, famine never meant that there was no food. Yes. It just meant that it it was being distributed and controlled by a minority, Mm -hmm. a wealthy, powerful minority. But there's there's much to fear and there's also much to be angry about. What what gives you hope? Projects like this, (laughs) people like you. (laughs) Thank you. For as long as there are people talking, discussing, and, and trying to reach out. But I, I, I don't think we should lose hope. It's, we start dying when we lose hope. Yeah. And, and hopefully after this, the conversation will go on and more people will feel that this is something they can talk about yes, as well. Those who are, who are listening, please, please, please go out. Try to find ways how you can contribute in the discussion, in the discourse, and and help. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joel. Thank you very much, Fadman. Thank you. To listen to the full readings of Dalawang Awit in Tagalog and English, visit the Agam website or check out the reading list of Agam the Climate Podcast on Spotify.
Thanks for listening to Agam the Climate Podcast, a podcast about climate change without jargon. Continue the conversation with us next episode. We are a part of the Agam Agenda out of the Institute for Climate and Sustainable Cities based in the Philippines. You can hear past episodes and engage online with us on Facebook, Twitter, and agam.ph. That's A-G-A-M dot P-H. Special thanks to Ground Bravo Studios, Far Eastern University, and you, our listeners, for your support.